Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, guys. It's Tommy. There's no Angelica, but I'm Phil. And we have a special guest. <laughs> special guest, would you mind announcing yourself? Hey, everybody. This is Nell. I didn't know if I was supposed to speak or not. So I, just <laughs> I know. We, d- we didn't discuss that beforehand. I, yep. In my you mind, just... I told you that you were just going to pop in, but yeah, I you just, like, forgot to just him. say it. It was completely in my mind. Well, anyway, you're listening to Real low. Talk. Oh yeah, you're listening to Real Talk. Um, but we have um Nell Brackens, one of our, our special guest for today. Nell is a Real Talk listener. He's been on the show before. He is a Big Brother live feeder super fan, and I'm dying for him to be on the show. Um, <laughs> I'm dying for it. Uh, but yeah, so we got Nell on today. Obviously, there's so much going on in the house right now involving racism and it. It just didn't feel right to have this conversation to do this episode with the three white people that are usually on the show. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and I can't wait to kind of dive in, especially with the crazy episode from yesterday and today, just because, you know, with the live feeds and everything, it's always so interesting to see how they edit it and make it look how they want it to look. Yeah. Uh, But it's always so different than what we see on the live feed. So I'm excited to kind of dive into that and like, nitpick that because I did not spend 48 hours of not sleeping on these live feeds just for, so they can show something completely different. So I'm a little bit shaken up by that. I know. I The only thing that Nell and I discussed, he wrote to me, he said, I hate this edit. I'm so mad. And if I'm being completely honest, I I didn't feel that way, but I really want to hear why you felt that way. What, what were you feeling watching the episode First things first, I think it is important that they forgave Kyle and the, like the way that they made him look was astounding. And that's why I kind of felt a little bit off about it. Yeah. Um, I was a little bit upset because the live feeds were off for a long period of time right after Michael and Brittany decided to start outing what um, Kyle had told them. They were down for like nine hours or 10 hours. Um, when they finally came back, um, it was right after that conversation Kyle had with Brittany, and Brittany walked out crying. We saw that on the episode of him being like, that's not true, like this, that, yep. and the third. But there was another conversation that he had with Michael that we didn't get to see on the live feeds. Um, and then another conversation that he had, like all these separate conversations that he was having, I wanted to see those on the episode because I feel like they were important to the moral of his story. Like. There should have been, I think there should have been another um, edit of him talking with Michael because Michael and Brittany gave two different perspectives. Brittany was very, I think, kind of laid back on it. And Michael was like, yeah, no, Kyle did this. Kyle did that. I'm not changing on it. I don't care if you guys attack me. Where Brittany was like, every time people talk to her about it, she like cowered by it. But mm-hmm. Michael had a very strong like mentality for it, which is why I think we should have saw his private conversation with Michael. He had the conversation before he talked to Brittany. So I think it would have been better to see that. And the reason I was so mad is because even during the house meeting, they made it more of a point of Terrence and Monty to attack Michael and Brittany as, why did you guys just bring this up after you heard it two weeks ago, other than Kyle admitting to the fact that yeah it was a race thing because he never said it was a race thing when he was sitting there 
he said what like oh i just thought that because you know taylor said i never put up a black woman that there might have been something going on he never said that oh it's a race thing because you guys are the same race they made it more of a point for michael and Brittany to be seen kind of like more as the enemy like yeah i was talking to i was talking to my friend and i was like the best way i can describe this is like they made michael and Brittany look like jafar and they made kyle look like iago like kyle is an accomplice to this but the real real enemies are michael and Brittany because they held on to it and you know they chose to do with it what what they wanted and michael and Brittany are wrong in it as well but I think that we should give them some grace, just like we're giving to Kyle, because they I heard agree. it. They didn't. They didn't know what to do with it. Like they were like, "Do we tell them? Do we not tell them?" And then I do think that Michael, you know, he did what was best for his game. He he waited and he used it when he needed to use it. So yeah. are they, are they angels in this? No, but they do deserve some grace, just like we gave Kyle some grace. It does seem very strategic that Michael and Brittany waited to use this information until now. And is, again, how far are you willing to go? Is that okay? I mean, it's it's going to hurt a lot of people and it is really messed up. But it does get Michael and Brittany a step closer to $750,000. So, and, and like you said also... I, I do agree with you that we should be granting Michael and Brittany the same grace that we're granting Kyle. Um, I, I do agree yeah, with that. Yeah, I think that we also should shed more light on the fact that Brittany did approach Kyle. Yes, she Kyle did. Because Kyle was making, making it a point like, why yep. didn't you say anything to me? Why didn't you? And, then and she's was like, like, I, I did. did. Yep. I literally I did. Definitely and did. she said all the right stuff too. But she She did. Michael did say, you're right, I see that, but... You know, we, we got to see if that comes to fruition. Right. When he, when he first mm-hmm. came to him. Then after he talked to Brittany, they, they were talking together and they said, yeah, we can't be involved with that. And, and Michael did, when he heard it, he goes, no, no, I understand where you're coming from. And that's something we should be looking for. But let's not jump to that conclusion. Oh, so he said that right off the bat. Yeah, right off the bat. Because I feel like what I was seeing on Twitter was that Michael and Brittany were into the idea at first. And then they had like an abrupt... Uh, change yeah. of heart and that's why people so, were questioning if production got involved or not so the initial conversation I forgot what kind of room it was um, they were all in a room together Michael, Brittany and Kyle and Kyle brings up the fact of how Monty, Joseph and Taylor are a really close three and he's been saying how he thinks he's noticing how Envy, Terrence and Jasmine fit into kind of like their story and their reasons of playing and so he couldn't get out of his head for what happened in the season before, how there mm-hmm. was a cookout and how they were or how they were a powerful alliance of color people. He couldn't get that out of his head and he was bringing that into this season. Michael and Brittany took that. Brittany didn't really say much. Michael was just like, yeah, 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 yeah. I understand, I can see that. Once the conversation was finished, Michael was like, yeah, no, I, I, we understand where you're coming from. And Kyle was like, I just think we need to stick together. And I think Michael and Brittany took that as like, we need to stick together, just period. And then he was like, yeah, no, I understand. I see where you're coming from. Then Ah. Michael and Brittany separately, Michael was like, I think that he's making an assumption and he can't really do that. I'm not comfortable, which they put this on the episode. I'm not comfortable with just assuming that, you know, the people of color are working together. So that's when Brittany went to Kyle and she was like, listen, 
you are making an assumption, like you can't perceive it to be like this. I think Michael and Brittany, the only reason they agreed is because they didn't know how far that he was going to take it. But I think that they agreed because they thought that they could have Kyle in their pocket because Michael and Brittany, what they wanted was for, because he want, they wanted the leftovers to take shots at each other while they stay in the middle. So right. I think they were using that, have Monty, Joseph, and Taylor on this side while Kyle and them, but mostly Kyle and Turner while on the other side. Yep. So that's what they wanted. And I think that's why they agreed, kind of quote unquote agreed to it. But then when Brittany was like, yeah, you can't do that. It was after that when Kyle was like, yeah, but I can't get it out of my head. You know, the cookout, they won this game. You know, I can't, I can't just let that stay by. It was the fact that he kept doubling down on it, which made it even worse. Because even when people talk about it on Twitter, no one was saying is that he was wrong for thinking that there could have been another version of the cookout. That's, that's, rele that's relevant. He can think about that because the cookout was a big alliance of Big Brother. Anybody can be in an alliance. You have to think of that. Like the cookout, they were a powerful black alliance, but they were just an alliance and big brother. Anybody can be in an alliance and it's good to think like anybody can be in an alliance. It was the fact of him doubling down on it and then his reaction to be like, okay, basically then all the white people have to stick together. That's right. what made it even worse. That makes sense and to me. So that, yeah. So I'm like, to answer like the people on Twitter, what exactly he did wrong was the fact that he kept doubling down on it even after Britney said, you should just get this out of your head because it doesn't look good, but he couldn't. And for some reason he had to keep doubling down on it. And that is what ultimately caused his demise. I think the reason he went against Joseph in, in that group setting that they had is because if not, either he or Alyssa would have went home, right? So I mm -hmm. think that was strategic on his part. As far as... He, you say he kept doubling down. He definitely did that. I heard that conversation where, where he did say, I can't get it out of my mind. Having said that, if you look at what happened after that, you had Taylor, Monty, and Joseph trying to pressure him to use a veto and where what would happen is showmance would have went home. And he was like, I'm not comfortable with that. And then Taylor said, I'm not letting Jasmine go home uh, on my HOH. Uh, so... There are reasons that he saw and and uh, and basically was thinking about the cookout. Well, right. Nell said that there was yeah, there no is issue. Say, yeah. No, but he said there's no issue with him thinking that these people could be working together. The issue is with him following it with it was then a, we it was, white people need to stick together. It was another conversation that he followed That's up issue. with with Brittany, where he was saying that I can't get out of my head. Right. right. Without a doubt, there was another. But I'm saying, though, there are things that were making him think that it's not that he wasn't that he was out of nowhere and just saying, let's the white people stick together. Well, well, and to answer that, like um, the fact that he added the people, this is what came out of nowhere. There was literally no evidence of Absolutely. Mike, Monty, Joseph and uh, Taylor working with Terrence, Jasmine, right. and Indy, because Jasmine and Terrence were targeting Taylor at the beginning of the, at the beginning of the game. And exactly. So You're, yeah. absolutely so like, right. and, You're absolutely so right. You're absolutely right. Thinking I, that I don't uh, disagree with and, and, and Taylor being together, that's valid because they were closing the alliance. Right. And he kind of used the fact that they wanted Alyssa to be put up. He kind of used that as the backbone of him being like, okay, then they have to be together and they have to be working together. Yeah. But the reason. But the whole start of that was because of Brittany and Michael. Brittany and Michael were the first people to go to Taylor and be like, okay, so Kyle won the veto. 
you can put Joseph up because that was their plan initially was to put up Joseph as to show that they weren't together. So they were like, you can do that. Or how about you try to backdoor Alyssa? And this is why I said that Taylor isn't amazing at the game because she's so impressionable. She was like, that sounds amazing. Yeah, let's do that. Right. Not knowing that it was Kyle's whole girlfriend, but also they doubled down on it because like a week or two prior, Kyle was like, we need to get Alyssa out. Kyle was like one of the biggest supporters right. of getting Alyssa out. Like if you guys remember, he was like, she's so social. Like this was before yeah. they got closer and before they solidified their, you know, they had yeah. their little tension. Kyle's been like, all over the place. He really has. You know, yeah. you know what you're saying there. <laughs> no, that makes a lot of sense. No, like, I get it. I get it. And No, but did you hear what he was saying yeah. now? Because that is a really big thing. Your point was they were tr- uh, Monty... Taylor and Joseph were trying to get Kyle to use the veto on Alyssa, but that came from Michael and Brittany. It didn't come from them. You just think that, but it no, didn't. No, no, no. That's what they I'm showed in the show. What does Kyle think? No, but oh, well, okay. That's what I'm saying. They're coming to him and pressuring him. Not Michael didn't do it. Brittany didn't do it. They yeah, sat that, back that's and did true. It. That is true. So that's yeah, all I'm yeah. saying. It did yeah, stem from Michael and Brittany, but did Kyle know he didn't that now? Yeah, no, he didn't know that because they didn't say that. What he thought it just came from Taylor, Monty, and Joseph, which is another right. reason he went to Michael and Brittany being like, hey, you guys, they're literally so close. So as I said, he wasn't wrong for thinking that. Yeah. Um, but as he was wrong in thinking that they were just targeting Alyssa out of nowhere because he created that in the beginning. Like when the leftovers yeah. created, they were taking out Amira then Nicole, then Daniel. Before Nicole was going, Kyle was like, do you guys really think it should be Nicole? I really think it should be Alyssa. Like, she has yeah. a, such a strong social game. Yeah, I think yeah she, he was trying to get her out. Yeah. CBS has never put anything out there like this. And I feel like it's definitely like a step in the right direction. Um, I do think that you're right that it, I don't like that they blamed Brittany and Michael. But... Um, I don't know if the answer was to paint Kyle as the villain either. And I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, so I don't want him to be painted as like the villain. I think there was a better way that they could have edited this to make it give him a little bit more of the fault because like yeah. how they did it is it was like okay, it was like Michael and Brittany, Kyle did this, Kyle did this, Kyle did this. And then it was like Kyle being like, no, I didn't. And then he was like, oh, wait, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I'm sorry. And then Turner was like, house meeting. So then Kyle's like, yeah, I can see why this is wrong. And then Terrence's like, but Michael and Brittany, why did you do this? And then Monty is like, I don't give a damn because Michael and Brittany, why did you do this? And then it goes to Mike, Monty and Kyle's conversation, which I'll touch on later because it had me in tears. Yeah. And then it goes back to Monty talking to Taylor like, Mike, but Michael and Brittany, why did they do this? Like Michael and Brittany, why did they bring it up so late? Like, and it was just like a little splash of Kyle doing something all covered up by Bo, but Michael and Brittany, they waited. So they're really the enemies. Instead of it being like, hey, Kyle thought something that seemed off. And one thing I want to point out is that I don't think that Kyle is racist. I think that they, people use the word racist so strongly and generally and it doesn't even have to do with what Kyle did. I think what Kyle did was racially insensitive and it was prejudice, which is completely different than being racist. Yeah. The cookout was great, right? I think that mm. it was a great alliance, the way they stuck together. 
I would have probably, if I was one of them, I would have at eight maybe tried to shift a little bit to try and win myself. On like Tiffany yeah. ended up not winning because of the you know just to stick together get the six. But having said that, it had to be something thought about this year. I believe the people of color that came in the house have made comments like, I'm afraid that we're going to be looked at as a 2.0 um, during the season. And and obviously... So what you're saying... Wait, just to well, clarify. I think it hurt their game too. No, no, what I'm, but to, to clarify, because I don't know if... You talked a little caveman just now. Oh, I'm sorry. The, no, yeah, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> I, I, am, I speak caveman like he does, that's why. Okay. But you're saying that the people of color in the game have vocalized that they are afraid to be seen too closely aligned because they don't want other people to see them as potentially aligned together. And they and thought of and that they way. weren't, by the way. I mean, Monty they weren't, and Taylor were right. fighting, so they weren't. But they were still, it was on their mind that they didn't want to be looked at as a cookout 2.0. Right. Right. But, but you know, the fact is, it's part of a game, right? And that's the bottom line. It's, it transcends the game, obviously, when you, when you, when you take it out of the game. But, Really, they're trying to win the money, all of them. The, the, and uh, Uncle Phil, I really appreciate the fact that you're saying it's part of the game because one of the biggest things is that the people in this house, like that were in the house, they were they're, one of their biggest worries is that all people are, are going to think we did a cookout 2.0. And the thing is, that's because of the lack of representation that African Americans have had in this game. Mm-hmm. So, like, when they make an alliance like this, then it's like, oh, next season is going to happen. Oh, next season is going to happen. But from the beginning of time in Big Brother, when the people who are white, they made an alliance, we don't innately think, oh, all the white people are going to make an alliance because that's not that's not what you think about. And, it's, and, and it will be weird to think about because that's just how the game is based off of. And like I say that to say like there's a lot of people on Twitter who was like, oh, people think Kyle is racist for doing that. But isn't the cookout racist for what they did last season? And I'm just like, and I'm like, well, no, (laughs) because the the cookout formed for a bigger reason, because the lack of representation for African-Americans, but also they didn't just target white people. Alyssa was uh, Hispanic and they targeted her as well, just because she wasn't part of the group. So I I agree with that. Oh, your statement there, but I, I'm going to ask you another question, though. Do you think that, what do you think of Taylor saying, I'm not going to, I don't want um, Jasmine to go home uh, because of another black woman? Um, uh, for, well, for her game, I, when she was saying it, I was like, Taylor, Taylor, put her up, Taylor, put her up, Taylor, put her up, Taylor, put her up. <laughs> but, that, but that's because, like, I was like, Jasmine is literally targeting her. J- Jasmine on HOH, Taylor would be sitting gorgeous on that block. But yeah. that's because <laughs> I knew that Jasmine would target her. But I respect her for saying that. And, it, it, and it's kind of it's sad because... Like, because Taylor said that, it was something that was used against her. And I don't think that was right either, because sometimes, especially if you're a color, you don't want somebody, another minority in the game to fall at at your hands. And that's completely reasonable because anybody can do that. But the reason that it was so big on her was because she's black. Right. So that makes I, sense. W- one thing about it is if I was Taylor, I wouldn't have told everybody. Like I would have, I would have maybe it. said, I would have kept it to myself. Yep. Maybe I may have, I may have told Jasmine maybe, 
but that's another reason why I said Taylor isn't great at the game. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have told everybody. I wouldn't have broadcasted to the house, and that's what she did. Honestly, you know what it makes me think of? We spoke about this this week, Nell. Um, I was watching a Rob Has a Podcast interview, and there's the guy, Aman, right? That's his name? Love it. Aman. Love it, yeah. And what Aman brought up is that, you know, this game is cutthroat. It's HOHs, vetoes, alliances, backstabbing. But there's another part of this game, and that is the social aspect of it. The a, a large point of this game is to have 16 strangers from different walks of life living together with no contact. If Taylor doesn't want to put up another black woman, that is the social aspect. That is that is her prerogative. That's society, the world, our world coming into the game, and that is a huge point of Big Brother in itself. It's not just about the strategy, the HOHs, the competitions. It's also about the social aspect of it. It's a social experiment at the end of the day. If I got to play and there was another gay guy in the house, I probably wouldn't put him on the block, honestly. That's my truth. I probably wouldn't. I would be like, no, I want to stick together. I want another gay guy to do well because you want to work with people who you see yourself in. That's so, it's, uh, that's so funny that you said that because I'm like, if there was another gay in the house, I would immediately target him because there can only be one. But <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Going back to what we were saying earlier, um, that social aspect, I love that they didn't shy away from this whole topic. I love that they dove right in. It was a huge part of the week. And I feel like in the past on Big Brother, they have been afraid to have conversations like this. So they'll kind they, of uh, gloss over they it. Re- they really did. But it's kind of because they really had no choice. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. It, it mm-hmm. was the only thing that the house was talking about. Right. Like, this, this was but, it. But like, the fees were off for like a good part of it. But like, like I'm glad that they put it on the show too. As I said, I really wish that they would have edited it a different way. Like Monty crying and everything when he was talking to Kyle, he, I think they would, what they should have did is they should have put his conversation with Terrence first. My uh, Monty had a conversation with Terrence and this is when I texted you. My heart was breaking when I watched it because he started the conversation off saying, it's not even about what Kyle did. It's the fact that he necessarily did it to him because as I've been saying, like they've been saying that Monty and Joseph was a power duo for like ever. And Monty felt closer to Kyle the entire game. It wasn't even about Joseph. Like Monty, like Kyle was Monty's number one guy since the beginning. Like he told him things about like his brother and things that he didn't tell any other house guests. And and that's why Monty felt destroyed because Kyle turned away his bond with Monty just because he couldn't get over the fact that, oh, he has to be working with the people of color in the house. He like, he couldn't let that thing in his mind escape the fact that he's made a real hard bond with Monty. Like they were brothers. Like they were the pound. The pound was created before the leftovers and they were in that together. But Kyle, because of his fear of the color people working together, he turned his head away from that and this season, this, it, I don't know what it was, but it kind of was making me feel a little bit of lack of love for the game just because of all the other incidences that were going on because it kind of, it's overshadowing the fact that this is still a game. Like all these, all the racist yes. incidents. You're like 100% Alyssa right. Had, 
Alyssa had a pregnancy scare that you guys probably didn't know about. Yeah, no, we knew. No, I knew about that, and it's. Uh, we'll see what happens with that, I guess. Like, well, you think you're pregnant? They even talked about like kids' names and everything like that. No. The show didn't, well, yeah, what the show didn't show is they broke up, but they got right back together. Oh, like yeah. literally, like like 20 minutes after they had that conversation, they were laying there. They had 15 seconds of sex, and they got back together. That's what the, that's what wow. the show did not show. <laughs> Yeah, we we missed a few things. I also heard about Taylor's uh, speech at the veto ceremony. I heard it was really moving, and we didn't get I to am see it. So hurt by that because that was another reason. That, like Monty was trying to use that. Like Monty is really going hard for Michael, obviously because Michael can obviously win the game. But one of his pitches to Taylor was like. I really feel like he should have took you off the block. And Taylor was like, no, I didn't want him to because she was going to give this amazing speech at the veto. And I was waiting. I was like, yes, yes, come on, come on, come on. And they didn't show it. I was like, oh my God, why? Like we all knew that Kyle was going up, especially everything that happened. But another thing with Turner is that they didn't show that Turner wasn't really receptive to what Michael and Brittany told him, which made me side-eye Turner a little bit because after he heard it, he was like, oh yeah, that's not facts, that's not fire. But Taylor, we gotta get her out. Like after Michael and Brittany told Turner, he was like, yeah, that sucks. But yeah, let's just, you know, if he's right. on Brittany, we'll put, up, we'll put up Monty and we'll vote out Taylor. And Michael and Brittany were like, what? Like what? Yeah, but Kyle, it took Turner like, uh, like he had to talk to Monty, he had to talk to Taylor, he had to talk to all these people, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, I probably should put him up." Then, like, it took all those conversations, and that's why I was like, "Turner, baby." Well, well, like, it's tricky because it it goes back to how far are you willing to go to win the game? Are I mean, you willing to Kyle put all of this is better for his game? Right, Kyle was better for his game. Kyle was better for Terrence's game. I know Terrence questioned whether or not uh, Kyle should go. Um, there was. Somebody else, I thought. No, it was just Turner and Terrence. The two of them were really... They were, they were considering uh, keeping Kyle because he was better for their game. Um, yeah, and that, that was so shocking to me considering the fact that Kyle literally blew up the after party in that house meeting and his final two with Turner, which yeah. Turner made sure that he was like, yeah, no, I didn't know about that. <laughs> but like Kyle mentioned it to him. And so he didn't know about it, but, but, and then he broke up the after party, like, which was, I think Kyle's record, like third uh, alliance that he, that he announced to everybody else that he broke up. So it was strange to me that Turner was so gung-ho to keep him. Terrence, not so much just because Terrence knows that Kyle was like the only other person he could work with other than Turner and Alyssa. Right, right. So I wasn't shocked at him being like, yeah, no, we got to keep Kyle. I'm glad that Taylor treated him as uh, as as she would because she's a gorgeous human being. That yeah, she treated she really him is. with with grace and like she was like I'm going to treat you with love and Monty when he talked to him like Kyle crying and then Monty crying and him explaining his background of like going to an all white school and him feeling like he has to stay with people that look like him because he can never make any real connections with any of the white people because you never know if they're just being your friend or if they're like using you, cause like, especially, I think he's like 27, 28, like back in the day, you never knew who was really being your friend or if they were using it as a thing, like being like, 
hey, I'm really close to the black man, so you better not mess with me. He'll fuck you up. Like, it's like that. And that's like, that, that, those were the things that we as African Americans have to have over our head because it's so different because I went to an all-white school. Me and my twin sister, we were like the two of only like, I'd say 10 African Americans at that school and then like some Asians, but mostly they were white. And like we hung out with most of the African-Americans, but like that was because it was so hard to tell who was being genuine with you, especially when you don't, like you don't have anything to fall back on. And that's what Mati was saying. He was like, I feel so hurt by you because I created this genuine friendship with you, but they were voting him out because Kyle single-handedly destroyed not only his game, but everybody else's game. Yeah, he was a loose cannon. He, he, you couldn't trust him. That's what he proved. He was like, like you told Kyle something, he tell the world. And yep. like, I was when Alyssa finally told him, like, I can't trust you. You burned me. That when I watched that on the fees, I was clapping and I was cheering. I was like, finally, Alyssa, you say something relevant in the house. Yeah. And she was like, and she was like, yeah, I just can't trust you. But then, long and behold, twenty minutes later. She's like, oh, I love you. I can't just, I can't let you go. I'm like, girl, uh-uh. This is like high school, girl. Let I know. It go. Let I was it, really happy that she did that because I feel like in Big Brother, in the history of Big Brother, we've seen so many men treat the women terribly. I think of Jackson and Holly. And mm. we never mm. saw a woman break it off with the man because they weren't being treated fairly. The truth is mm-hmm. Kyle left her out of the alliance. He was trying to get her evicted. He really did not treat her well. He manipulated I mean, her. On. He lied to her. He, that is no, no, he, he literally her. did. He, he, he protected her at the end, but because that's when he got the, that's when he had feelings for her after when, before that it was part of the game. Then he got feelings for her and yeah, took, but and protected before, her. but kind of, I, I think, no, I think that's when he had the sex with her. Once he yeah, had right. the sex with her, then okay. he was like, but in the okay, beginning, he was that. still saying that things like I love you and he was working against her. He was, but it's part and of the could, game. Absolutely, it's part of the game, but it's enough of a reason for uh, for a girl to want to break I, up with the guy. I look at the game way different. All for a cutthroat game, but all I'm saying is we have seen time and time again in Big Brother history the women not being treated right by the men. Yeah, and I like that she stuck up for herself and she said, "You weren't treating me right, and I'm done." I'm. I wish she would have stuck to it, but yeah, at least yeah. we got to see that on the show and. I feel like what we saw on tonight's episode, that is so, it's so powerful. I'm not completely mad at the episode. I do wish that there was a little bit more accountability for Kyle because it was more like, oh, I said something bad. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. You know, just go Especially, you know, know, as soon as he, it came, as soon as he realized what was going on in the house, that this that uh, Michael and Brittany were sharing this information, his first instinct was to deny that he ever said it. That mm-hmm. That is the truth. That's, and that is, listen, I, there's something to be said for not reacting perfectly in the moment, but his instinct was to lie and deny it. So that is pretty telling. And I mm-hmm. do appreciate that they showed that on the episode. I wish they, like, I wish they like kind of showed it a little more to be honest with you. Yeah, and in, in the thing, it wasn't even like in the moment because once he heard it from Alyssa, 
his initial response was, oh, this is going to ruin my life. Like, right. this is real life stuff. Like, what am I going to do unless this is going to ruin my life? And I was like, oh, poor you. God forbid how Taylor and Monty and Terrence are feeling. But right. it's understanding that so, why he didn't respond. But and that's what I wish the- we, because you and I spoke about that this week, that I wish that we got the opportunity to see how this affected Monty, Taylor, and Terrence, how it made them feel as opposed to uh, how it made Kyle feel. We saw how it made Kyle feel. He felt Mm -hmm. horrible. And we spent a lot of time seeing how horrible Kyle felt. I wish we spent a little more time on seeing how the black people in the house felt because of this. I was, yes, and that's another reason why I was so mad at the edit because I was I was glad that they showed his conversation with Monty. Like, that was beautiful. But they didn't really get to show he had a solo conversation with Terrence. He had a solo conversation with Taylor. And I think it was important. Like, they got their opportunity to speak on how they felt, but it was important to get their solo thoughts on it too because we were like, oh, Kyle feels bad. Oh, Kyle's having this conversation. He feels bad. Oh, Kyle feels bad. Like, we, we know how Kyle feels. Like, how does Taylor feel after dealing with all the stuff she dealt with in week one and now coming where she she had a single conversation with him and they showed some of it on the live feed she was like i was all in on the leftovers i was all in with you and you chose to throw that away like that's one of the things that she said and i wish that they would have added that because like we needed her perspective especially because of what she's been through the other thing that stuck out to me too going back to what we were first talking about when we first started the episode about where Kyle went wrong, what exactly he, what exactly he did wrong? Because I think that like, if I'm speaking honestly, I think a lot of people still might not understand, um, what he did wrong exactly. And we've established that. I mean, we're, we're pretty much all agreeing that he definitely went wrong in saying the white people need to stick together. But can we go back to also, the assuming that the people of color were working together. Um, can we just like talk a little bit more about that? Now maybe you could like just touch on why that is, it, it's wrong to assume that and why it was wrong in this specific case as well. So the biggest issue with Kyle is that no one was faulting him for thinking that there could have been a cookout 2.0 because it's valid and it's going to be valid because ever since it happened in the season, it's going to be something valid to think about. The issue is that even after being told by Brittany is that he kept on saying they have to be working together, they have to be working together. And the reason that people were saying that it was so bad for game-wise purposes is because Kyle was in the one of the best positions in the house. And I was saying that, and I was screaming to the mountaintop. He was in the leftovers. He had Alyssa for protection. And then nobody, as in like Jasmine, Envy, or Terrence, was targeting him. He was in a poised position to win. I get him not knowing why it sounded bad, but it was after Brittany told him. And then Uh he was like, yeah, but like, I just can't. Like, you know, it's like, it it has to be something. It has to. I'm, I'm on the fence. I'm split between two things. On one hand, I feel like, it's big brother and you should be able to question any people being in alliance, no matter who they are, what their background is, any combination, you should be allowed to question it. But on the other hand, I kind of feel, I don't know why exactly it doesn't feel right, but I don't think it feels right to assume that all of the people of color were working together in the first place because he had proof that they weren't like, 
Yeah, Terrence had been on the block. Yeah. Terrence had been on the block so much. There was so much proof. I mean, Joe, uh, Monty and Taylor were on opposite sides of the house until the leftovers were formed. And even after they were formed, Joseph was the connector, but Monty and Taylor Mm -hmm. never really were connected. They were connected through a person. Yes. So on one hand, I feel like, yes, you can question whoever is going to be in any alliance. But on the other hand, and I can't exactly put my finger on why it doesn't feel right, but it does feel problematic to assume that they were working together in the first place. That's why he had no evidence of it. Right. He had no evidence of it. He had nothing to support that claim. And that's why it sounded bad. And that's why the assumption of him doing it sounds awful. And that's why it's like, yes, it's okay to think of a cookout 2.0, but it sounds, but that's if it has evidence of one. If you see all those people creeping in a room together, then it's like, oh, okay, that might be something. You never saw Terrence and Taylor talking game together. When Terrence was, when Taylor was HOA, she was targeting Terrence. So, I think why Tommy can't kick this feeling is just because is because racism is involved. And while he may have had like some common ground to think that they were working together, it doesn't feel right because they're all of color. And it's not going to feel right. It's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel like, eh, just because they're all of color. So I think that's the reason why Tommy can't find yeah. the reason why it feels so wrong. And as I said, I'm not faulting him for thinking that just because he's not a fan of the show. He doesn't know why the cookout did what they did. And the only season he's seen is the cookout season. So him thinking that is valid. Now him, but the, it, the issue was the prejudice in it, the doubling down on it. And the fact that he was really, really close to somebody that he turned his back on because he thought that he was working only with the people of color. Yep. And that is what made it problematic. And that is what made it a race issue. I, as tough as it is, I think that it really is great that people are having these conversations because of Big Brother. I love this season. I really love it. And I'm loving it not just for the gameplay. I'm actually loving what it's bringing out. It's not bringing out an ugly side. I feel like it's bringing out positive change. Listen, I know that Taylor, Monty, um, and Terrence are feeling a lot of pain, and I wish I could take that away from them, But in, and Kyle too. But in the same aspect, this is what they signed up for. They signed up for a show, and there is a responsibility in signing up for the show, and they are changing millions of lives as shitty as it is that they're going through this pain, it is not for nothing. Before we close out, I do like want to say that um, I will forever love this game. There is nothing on this show that I can watch that will make me turn my back on this game, which is why I think about applying uh, again just because of how close I was. But like I always tell myself, eh, I don't know if I can. But if anybody is listening to this and everything like that, the racial biases that happen in the big brother house and just in the world it is uncomfortable but also it seems like it's something that we'll never escape and it's a horrible thing to say and to think about but like us as black people we walk around this world with this cloud in our minds of what will happen to me 
based on my race. Like if I get into an elevator with a white woman, I can't help but notice that she's clenching onto her, her purse and she's standing closer against the wall. Or if I'm driving and I get pulled over by a police officer and he happens to be white, I have to make sure that I speak to him in the right way or it can all go south. Like those are all things that black people continuously think about. And when we enter the house, it's very difficult for us to not we tr we we have to trust easily and it's very easily for us to get that trust bro broken but i don't want people to see things like this and it discourages them from watching or loving the game just because at the end of the day it is a game and it's a social experiment and when you apply for shows like these no matter what like big brother is a reflection on the world like the world is the world is built on systematic racism. It just is. And it's something that we'll never escape from. So when you apply for this show, you have to keep that in the back of your mind, but also think in your head that you are doing something for the greater good because somebody will watch you on that show and be like, they dealt with this. They were strong enough to deal with it. I love this show and I want to try to be, I want to try to do something that that person was doing. So as, so as crappy as the situation is it will bring out something that is better and like that's where this like when, when there's rain there's a rainbow and, and it's, it's, it is an awful situation it is and i'm not saying that it's not but we have to always try to see the brighter side and i learned that from you tommy we have to learn to see that even though this is a horrible situation what will grow from it it will bring more people it will bring these important conversations that we need to have and we're going to keep on having them because it's never going to stop but I plead, I plead and I beg, don't stop doing it because that's the only way, only way we're gonna see true growth. So as, as I said, I really thank you guys for allowing me to come on here. I love speaking about Big Brother with you and you, Uncle Phil. It was really, really, really my pleasure to be on here. Awesome. We love you so much, Nell. You are literally a part of this Real Talk family forever. and. And we can't thank you enough. Honestly, we couldn't have had this. We couldn't have had this episode without you. So, thank you. Thank you so much for giving us your time, and for opening up, and for just being willing to go here with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. It was amazing. All right. Looking forward to next week. <laughs> yes, I, I. We don't know who won HOH. Yes, I'm gonna tell you right when we get off. You know who won? But you know? Yeah, I know who won. Just say it. Who is it? Well, I mean, I, spoiler alert, it's Michael. No. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the man is, oh, the man's my. insane. <laughs> no, I love him. I'm obsessed. I That's don't care. That's insane. That's in the, like, I, as I said, he's coming for Janelle's record. And he, he, I know he's targeting Turner. But if Turner wins like Beetle or something, Monty may go home. <laughs> Holy shoot. This is crazy. Wow. All right. Well, it's going to be another fun week in the Big Brother house, it seems like. Yes. More more drama. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um. All right. On three, it's Wait, been he, real. He doesn't know. Yeah. What? Or well, maybe knows. But yeah, we have to say it's been real. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready? <laughs> yes, I know. Oh, my Ready? God. He knows. <laughs> I know, but you didn't explain in the beginning. Because so right. I know he knows. That's All right. why. All right, my man. <laughs> my man. All right, ready? One, two, three. It's been real.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.